1: We're back with grassroots bargaining, CannabisRia.com. And right now, my next guest, uh, she is a general manager at at a dispensary based in Wheeling, Illinois. And by the way, this dispensary is made for the experience of cannabis curing, seeking to reset their state of mind, treasure friends, and celebrate equity. And that dispensary is OK Cannabis. And right now, I'm here with the general manager of OK Cannabis, Maura McKay, here on grassroots bargaining. Maura, thanks for being on.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. So in the space of yourself there in Illinois, you've worked a lot of things when it comes to looking for opportunities to be part of the cannabis culture through various events or different organizations. And while having this hub, that's a really welcoming and inviting an environment that is OK Cannabis. And from there, what on the website actually talked about, OKCannabis.com, O-K-A-Y, You know, your stores engage guests in a wonderland of primal shapes and colorful environments, reframing the ordinary and rekindling wonder. You have majority, diverse, and minority ownership, bringing about cannabis to all. And uh, the idea is we believe that you're okay and I'm okay, and together we're all okay. Talk to you about this whole mindset and, you know, trying to really encompass and try to bring everyone together through cannabis.
0: Absolutely. So um, again, thank you for having me on the show today. Um, a huge part of OK and making everyone okay is providing a really safe space. Um, not only in the architecture and the colors and the themes and shapes, but also in the people that we hire and the people that we serve in the community as well. It's letting people know it's okay sometimes to not be okay, but it's okay to be here. Um, It's okay that, um, you know, that cannabis is is whatever you need it to be for whatever moment you're going through in life. Um, And we're here to make sure that at the end of it that you are okay. Um, We have a a, a space that um, not only years towards, you know, um cannabis um culture, um but along with, you know, having um a bakery, um that serves coffee, breakfast sandwiches, pastries, and then um a lounge to um relax, maybe work on your computer, have a cup of coffee, and then stop by the dispensary um on your way out. Um you know, we try to be um full service but also to be a great community member as well. Um we need uh you know, partnered with um, uh, CSAM our social equity partners um, we partnered with the Greater Wheeling Chamber of Commerce to make sure um, that we can continue to to be good partners not only to our customer base but to our community so we're really excited to be here.
1: Yeah, all so the uh, the the project has been approved and now you have this all set to go and it's interesting the idea of you know creating one of the uh, former Chicago aldermen who's with CSAM who's working with you on this project made a point of how the intention is to normalize the process of purchasing cannabis and you know instead of it being something that's purely transaction the bakery makes it much more pleasant for customers so normalizing and also just trying to create this kind of the oneness where the the community that coffee house aspect creates that bakery aspect creates the people come in and to incorporate that together is a great concept that i noticed uh, you just joined here only so many months ago, four months ago, into this position. Talking about this ambitious efforts like these to create new cannabis dispensaries here and to create this once this kind of environment.
0: Absolutely. So, um, for many many years, and and still to this day, cannabis can be rather transactional. Um, um, as as um, you know, one of our partners put it. Um, you know, you come in um, a lot of times, you've placed a pre order, you're picking up your order and going. Sometimes the dispensary itself isn't, um, maybe as uh, welcoming. Maybe it's you don't feel like you can ask any questions by making an experience like we're doing here at OK. We're allowing customers to take their time. If you need a quick, you know, quick transaction, we're definitely here to support that. But if you have questions or you want to ask about new product coming in, or if you're not sure you've been using, um, you know, got ways for sleep, but you're interested in maybe trying flour. We have um very knowledgeable staff that we're here to take the time to explain these things to you, walk through the dispensary, see the products we offer, ask questions, um, and then make it so that the customer, when they leave, feel like they have the experience and not just that transaction. Um, and that starts with um, with the staff we hire and the knowledgeability, the customer service oriented um, and just generally uh, knowledgeable staff really really help that as well.
1: Now, the other part that you have, the, where it's obviously the concepts that you're putting in the place for OK cannabis, is to try to go ahead and incorporate other things out here, not just the regular dispensary experience. You're definitely re, revitalizing, redesigning, and just trying to uh, rethink the experience. Because the other thing you also have looking at is that you look at the plan that open in Wheeling, Illinois, one of the first consumption lounges. And that's the story that comes out that uh, customers would be able to enjoy many, but not all the products, but smoking would be okay, gobbling gummies or other cannabis use, if these edibles would be forbidden. But the idea is that that's also something to be proposed and uh, got approved. So you have that coming up as well. And we've been hearing a lot about consumption lounges in Las Vegas or in various areas. And now you have this, Talk to me, what, what can you tell me about this project?
0: Absolutely. Um. So for the consumption, um. aside from the space based um. issue, or I'm sorry. Um,
1: so the suburban Chicago publication Daily Herald actually put out a story talking about how OK Cannabis is also looking to expand into consumption lounges. You just got gotten approval now to build a space for a consumption lounge there in Wheeling, Illinois. And while customers might, might not be able to go in, smoking would be OK, but having edibles or consumables, that would be a bit forbidden. But the thing is that it's been approved. You have this stuff going forward. And, you know, that goes alongside with the bakery concept that you're creating another environment that's very, it really kind of just normalizes that is much more of a comfortable setting for people to enter into, whether it's a lounge or if it's a bakery. So what can you tell me about that project here, this consumption lounge?
0: Absolutely. So, um, aside from the consumption lounge, um, the compliant consumption lounge in, um, uh, we would be really the first to incorporate, um, both hospitality and cannabis into one space. Um, we do already have the bakery dispensary, but this would tie everything together. Um, like you mentioned, it will be, um, you know, smokable products only. Um, we're talking about flour, um, cartridges, concentrates, um, and really just being able to create a community aspect where like-minded individuals can maybe work on their laptops for the day while enjoying a joint um, take a business meeting while trying new products um, and also having a cup of coffee and cannabis which as we know in um, Amsterdam is quite um, quite normal. Um, we are trying to make um, you know that aspect of the kind of slowing down and enjoying yourself a little bit more, but again, like I mentioned, you know, if you're working on meetings, but it can also be fun. We're near the Westin Hotel, so there's potential to have bachelor and bachelorette parties. Maybe it's someone's 40th birthday and maybe they don't indulge in um, alcohol or they're not drinking at the time. Cannabis provides and consumption lounges provide people the extra opportunity to enjoy themselves socially um, while not maybe um, utilizing a substance that they're not comfortable with. Um, Like you mentioned, there won't be any edible products um, that's pretty standard across consumption lounges, um, coming up in Illinois. Um, but okay. Cannabis is really a pioneer in, um, everything that they do. Um, like I said, including the bakery, uh, dispensary aspect and tying those together. Um, we'll have, um, snack foods as well as coffee. Um, we'll have non-alcoholic beverages and mocktails for people to order and enjoy while they're, um, enjoying their cannabis products. Um, so, like we, I said, it's really, um, really a, a, a revolutionary idea that, as we know, like you mentioned, um, is happening very widely across um, Las Vegas, also California. Um, we're hoping to bring that to Illinois and be that kind of central hub uh, for that kind of experience.
1: And then New York is also trying. To do this, New York and New Jersey are trying to do the same idea as well. But well, the other thing too is that what they need, OK Cannabis aligning with Westtown Bakery Cafe and Lounge. Is that you also have a liquor license attached to it? And I don't know a lot of places that you could have cannabis and liquor in the same place.
0: That's true. I was going to say we're probably, I believe, one of the first, definitely Illinois, and potentially, um, you know, a group of the first in in the country.
1: Right, and that's a wonderful. I mean, that's a concept that I think, you know, when you're talking about having this in play, why isn't it that you don't have, you know, cannabis and alcohol? consume the same and the same venue like that makes sense to me and that, that's a. Uh, it's nice to go and have that as part of this one thing i also gotta ask is because of the fact that you have the bakery now in line with this the one thing that was also made mention of by uh the owner of the 5050 uh, 50 group uh scott weiner you made the point that like when it comes to the consumption lounge there'll be a an exhaust system to make sure you're not getting that feel of like a cigar room where like when you come out of the building you're going to smell like cannabis is going to be just like protruding as you come out of the building that does want you trying to go ahead and control that. So like you just come in, come out and it's just, you know, you're not, you're not drenched in the, in the odor. You're enjoying it, but it's not like something where you're just like, it's like a big smoky bar kind of feel to it.
0: Correct. I was going to say, and I believe that, you know, a lot of people are you know, not necessarily interested in in you know leaving somewhere and maybe smelling like canvas, maybe going somewhere else. Um, but having that you know filtration system kind of makes it a little bit more uh, comfortable and also makes it a little bit more user friendly in the sense that people aren't necessarily having to worry about you know too much once they leave.
1: Now, and I'm going to make mention it's a co-founder Scott is a co-founder for the group. The other thing too is that it's your area of social equity because you are uh, a social equity licensee and you've definitely. You have worked with an, uh, with aldermen and also people, you have a, uh a interim COO of Chicago Public Schools. So in Chicago, you always hear like, what is this, like the Daily Machine in full effect here, or now like who it is after uh, Mayor Lightfoot has left and now you have a new uh, mayor and office. Yeah, Chicago has always had that thing of like, you know, to go ahead and work with the government officials in the city, you know, the show Boss, uh, Kelsey Grammer, was a star in that a few years back. You always get that kind of that stigma of like, oh, you got to work with the people in Chicago, the government types, and that whole kind of feel. Like, what can you tell me about the relationships you've had? I mean, has it really been anything like what they portray or has it been pretty cordial and, and very beneficial for the most part?
0: Um, Absolutely. I was going to say um, our two partners, um, two partners that are part of the CSAM group um, have been wonderful to work with. Also, the city of Wheeling has been exceptionally welcoming to us. We've had uh, little to no um, issues with our reception. Um, myself, I'm part of the Wheeling uh, Greater Wheeling Chamber of Commerce. Um, so we've been fully supported um, from the, the town, uh, the town officials, um, even like the fire uh, chief and police commander have uh, come in not only to check, but also to chat with us. And, you know, we've just continued to be good partners. So we've really had... Um, knock on one a very pleasant experience.
1: Fantastic. Now, the other thing i got to make mention of is that what, what you're doing in terms of, as the 50-50 group as a whole, there's a whole lot of giving back to the community. So, for instance, a few months ago, uh, the group also partnered with the Greater Chicago Food Depository to provide meals for local Chicago families who need a helping hand. Or you have, uh, you know, with one of your social equity owners, you know, they wanted to go ahead and work with a Chicago-based violence prevention organization, create pathways for employment, career, wealth building. And there's another number of cultivators you can work with for inventory, flower, pre-rolls, gummies, topicals. So, and then on top of that, opening two locations in the coming months in West Town and Evanston. So you're linking the community together, those that want to be a part and be in that entrepreneurial spirit, plus you're giving back. Talk to me about putting that all together you Know that okay, cannabis is 92% BIPOC owned, amateur, socially conscious in all aspects,
0: absolutely. So, um, that really starts from you know the um the kind of conception of this um of this license group, um, and of the, the uh dispensary and uh, opening dispensaries. Um, that starts with really strong leadership, um, it also starts with. Having a staff that um, is reflective of the community that we're serving. Um, for a long time in cannabis, social equity has been um, not a focus, and it's definitely not been the as equitable as it should have been. So to be a part of an organization and a group and a mission that is trying to um, right the wrongs uh, of the past and to move forward with um, you know, include uh, inclusivity. Um, is really, really important to me personally. Um, I did open, um, another dispensary, uh, in August of 2020, that was a community benefits agreement store in the West loop. So this has been a passion of mine. So when this opportunity was presented to me, um, along with all of the, um, the social equity components, um, uh, that was a no brainer for me to join. Uh, not only that, but, um, creating uh, generational wealth, like you mentioned for the Amplify group, um, providing, um, you know, pathways to, um, to careers. Um, and also that starts with our staff as well. Like I said, being, uh, reflective of the community that we serve, um, giving people the opportunity to get into cannabis that maybe we're unsure or not aware that they could even, um, be a part of. Um, and that's just something that has been, um, a focal point of my own self, along with this team um, and being able to see it actually come to fruition as many people, you know, discuss and and try to achieve these kinds of goals um, to see us doing it and um, doing, going about it the right way is, is super important.
1: So I've talked a lot about New York and New Jersey, obviously new markets that have opened up and what's going on right now in the social equity aspect is that, you know, in New York, uh, Governor Hulk was, Introduced the CAURD, so the conditional adult use retail dispensary licenses. There's been a lot of issues when it comes to, you know, who's been receiving those licenses. The kind of red tape that has to go along for a store to go and open up, they have to open up as a a pop up, go through inspections, then open up the factual store itself. So there's a soft opening, then a regular opening of the free, of the actual freestanding store, things like that have been a bit of an issue. In the other sense, you know, you have Illinois now that does a cannabis license lottery, friends, or they're doing things where, you know, it sounds like Chicago's obviously when medical men and adult use cannabis were going to come into the space and governor Pritzker signed into law. The one thing that was very important was social equity compared to what you have, what you have right now in terms of what you've been able to do with a social equity license, like a 50 <clears throat> group has, what can you tell me about, you know, where things are now and the relationships you're able to make to be able to continue to grow with that licensing opportunity compared to what New York's dealing with. And have you been hearing from anybody, any other companies from New York that have been reading about your story and asking, how are you able to do it?
0: Um, As we know, Illinois has always been quite challenging uh, when it comes to different processes. So um, it did take us a really long time to get to the 185. Uh, Social equity licenses that were uh, made available um, over the last couple of years. Um, It took quite a bit of time for that to get sorted. So I I definitely feel for New York. I know they have it um, a little bit differently. I know that they were their um, their goal um, is to you know allow those who have been negatively impacted by the war on drugs to. Um, again, make career paths and, and uh, generational wealth. But, you know, the hurdles and obstacles, although different, aren't so um, unfamiliar to us in Illinois. Um, it did take, uh, like I said, quite a bit of time for these dispensaries to get uh, online and still so many are are attempting to, um, just based on the fact that it did take so, uh, so much time, um, you know, for these licenses to get issued along with um when things were able to be uh, ground was being able to be broken, staff were being able to be hired. Um so Illinois has definitely gone through its fair share of challenges when it came to this round of licensing for social equity. Um but I believe um with the right partners and support from community from the community um that these things are doable. Um and I wish nothing but the best of luck to those still um you know working towards that um, especially in New York. I haven't had anyone reach out to me in New York yet. Um, but I am always keeping an eye on what's going on in other States as Illinois, since we've been operating, um, adult use for the last, uh, two years and the adult uh, three years, sorry. And the medical, um, since I think 2015 or 16, I know we are kind of, um, a lot of States, uh, you know, uh, role models in that sense. Um, you know, we've been able to, uh, effectively operate in this space. And I know with so many other, uh, states coming online for just even medical, um, Illinois is really a standard when it comes to our regulatory processes and things like that. Um, on the social equity aspect though, like I mentioned, it did take us a little bit of time to get here. Um, but the strength that everybody has now from the communities have been, um, overwhelming. Um, and like I said, you know, with the local government, it's been extremely welcoming. Um, these, uh, social equity licenses have been long overdue in the cannabis industry and i think people are more consciously shopping um, now because they have the opportunity to make that decision for themselves to where their money goes um large whether it's a large mso or it's a small business of uh, you know majority owned people of color um people are able to make those decisions and they want to make those decisions so it's nice to be able to have a place where people can consciously shop
1: and that's the one thing where, I mean, there's a lot of things where the social licensing aspect in Illinois, they might have had some snags. We had lawsuits that were there, things that kind of held up the process. And with that part, that's where New York needs to follow a little bit what Illinois is doing, and what and what licensees like yours are able to do because we need to go ahead and find a way to go and curb out that illicit market because New York right now has a very ha- rampant problem with now with illicit market sales. Same thing with Illinois, I just saw, you know, with 2021 New Frontier Data Research, they talk about how, you know, while there were over a $1.3 billion in illegal sales, 2.23 went to illicit sales. So it's got to be something where that that trend has to be corrected, it has to be reversed and eliminate the part. And the way to eliminate illicit market is that op- those opportunities for social equity license. They'll have these legacy operators, those that were disenfranchised, they need to have this chance to go ahead and be able to enter into the cannabis industry and be able to profit from it and and to really, you know, build something from there. I think that's what would take that market and then take that market value, put it back at the, into, you know, dispensaries like yours and be able to diversify into bakeries and the consumption lounges and have all these wonderful different styles and setups for re- Designing and rethinking the cannabis dispensary and on only four months being on the job, that's what's going on. And I really, really love the ambition and all that's being done so far here, More, It's really great.
0: Excellent. We're beyond excited, and like I said, to be kind of trailblazers in this industry, and to be one of the first group of licensees to be um, opening and operational in this space is is a huge accomplishment um, for not only um, our leadership team, um, but all the way down to our hourly coworkers as well. I mean, everyone signed on knowing um you know the goal that we had and everyone actively works towards it um in in the best way that they they can and know how so we, we're excited to be in this space
1: and not to mention social equity that is not where it's not performative you're actually giving back you're actually you, there's an active role an activist type of role to it and that you're coming back in and you're giving back and you're putting yourself in the you know that some of those we've made is going towards campaigns that are helping the community as a whole, not just bringing the community together, but also giving back and helping the community in tow. Amor McCabe, general manager of OK Cannabis. Let me just real quickly let's talk about the website and let's talk about the locations. That's OK, OKAY, okay cannabis.com. The specialties look beautiful. I love the way it's all set up in color. It's it's a uh, it's I I haven't talked time about the setup of the dispensary? Because, you know, we always hear about MedMen it was like always the brand and always like the style. But what can you tell me about the layouts of the stores? Because it's a different look to it and it's a great look.
0: Well, thank you so much. I was going to say we have a wonderful architect um, who designed this product uh, project uh, along with our leadership team. Um, you know, we're, we wanted to have cannabis um, dispensers a little bit more interactive, a little bit more welcoming um, as opposed to four white walls and, Um, you know, a little bit of a sterile environment. We wanted people to feel relaxed, come in and has definitely, um, you know, uh, vibrancy, um, just like um, the community that we serve. We wanted to be, uh, again, not only with our staff, but our space to be reflective of the community we serve. Um, Also to, again, making it not a sterile environment, making it a fun, welcoming, warm environment, uh, we do have fireplaces in the dispensary as well, um, just adding to that kind of um, uh, royal color scheme that we have. It's um, it's unlike any other dispensary I've ever seen You know, in Illinois, and I, I guarantee that that will create um, kind of a standard for those opening up to make it a little bit more sensory, a little bit more experience, um, and not just so transactional. And again, that starts from the building itself all the way down to the customer service that we give.
1: Also, notice you have with the lounge, you're actually able to rent it out for private, social, and company happenings when your events need that special edge. So, we want to go make people once also go look into the events section, events plus 420 on the top of OKCannabis.com, OKAYCannabis.com. And finally, what can you tell me about the products that you have available in the stores?
0: Absolutely. So we really pride ourselves in having a very um, diverse product selection while maintaining what we know um, our customers are looking for. Um, I handle a lot of the procurement myself. Um, it's making sure that we have products for every every part of someone's life, whether it's um, just to relax and have a good time out, outside. It's Maybe it's um, for pain relief or sleep. Um, we are an adult use only store, but that doesn't mean that people aren't coming in um, looking to relieve more um, medical issues. So, we have pain uh, management products. Uh, we try to carry um, as many uh, cultivators as we can, um, with the new focus being on some of the craft grow and, and infuser licenses that are coming out, um, especially those with social equity roots. Um, so, we uh, just started carrying, or uh, about to start carrying the 1937 group, which would be our newest um, craft grow. Um, cultivator online, but we also carry pro- products from Cresco and GTI and some of the big players. Um, just carrying, you know, and always being open to our customers' suggestions and our staff as well. Um, like I mentioned, we have an extremely knowledgeable staff and they're constantly um, researching new products to the market and, you know, listening to our customer asks and requests. And, and we try to keep it, um, you know, uh, pretty um, user friendly um, and staff focused.
1: So, for those that are in the chicago area if you're able to go and make the trip to go check out the bakery or the consumption lounge a short 40 minute ride up i-90 west to die 294 north don't make the trip out there and visit the folks more on the team at okay cannabis like your website is okaycannabis.com and more thanks so much for being on with us
0: thank you so much for having us and um i look forward to maybe chatting again in the future so thank you